Forbes 30 under 30 winner for advertising, Thea Neal is this week's guest. She is a talent marketing manager at Royal Caribbean, so I had to ask if her role is anything like the sweet life on deck. Boom, a throwback show I know you used to love. And to be honest, the internship program she helps run is not too far off. Apparently, pre-COVID, the Royal Caribbean internship was one of the most searched internships on LinkedIn. And I believe it. It's usually hosted in Miami, which makes sense why it's so well searched, and you're going to be working on a cruise, perhaps. But we dive in deeper to see why the internship is so great, addressing how the pandemic hit the cruise-slash-travel industry arguably the hardest out of any category. So Thea's story follows a traditional mold of starting off agency side and then transitioning to client side, but I learned... If you're going to go client side, why not pick the coolest of companies? So if you're interested in Miami, cruise life, recruiting, or advertising in general, this episode is for you. You can get ahead and connect with Thea by going to our Instagram account, entering ad. There you will find her recommended resources and contact information. Once again, entering ad on Instagram. Now on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberg. Kick it, Mikey. Thea Neal, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. How are you doing today, this very hour? Oh, I'm superb. How are you? Doing superb as well. What 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 makes you superb right now? What's going on? Um, let's see. Well, there's a really nice sunset outside right now, which is lovely. And I got I get my second shot, my second COVID shot next week. Nice. So um, things are looking good. Yeah, ready to be fully vaccinated. So the sunset is currently setting in North Carolina. We were just talking before. That's where you're at now. How is that looking? What's it like over there? Yeah. So I I relocated to Raleigh, um, or I guess re-relocated because I used to live here, you know, five or six years ago um, during the pandemic, which is cool. Um, there's some nice trees here that I'm staring at, and it's not too hot or not too cold. So it's a good um, midpoint between. Miami where I used to live and then Mm -hmm. your neck of the woods up in Chicago. Yes. Yes. Well, let's break that all down. So North Carolina. Now you were in Miami and Miami maybe was because you are working at Royal Caribbean group. Yes. Obviously the they're working remotely now. So you went to North Carolina, but you had to be in Miami, uh, uh, you know, for a couple years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I lived in Miami for two years. Um, I am the talent marketing manager for Royal Caribbean Group. So I lead all of our international talent marketing um, and employer brand. And so I basically, my job is to get people to want to work at Royal Caribbean Group. Oh. Yeah. Um, and do all the marketing worldwide for how we get people to, whether that's working on our ships or working at our headquarters or working remotely, we have all kinds of stuff. Kind of interesting. A lot of our listeners are looking to get jobs, breaking yeah. into the industry. You're the talent marketing manager. It kind of works out. That It's kind of yeah. crazy all that all. It's all, it's like we planned it and we did. <laughs> uh, great. I mean, We're going to talk about this episode. We can go a lot. We want to get into your history. Um, 
we'll talk about how you we were talking before you graduated uh from michigan state uh another big 10 rival of mine from being <laughs> from the university of illinois uh, but also you're gonna talk uh, you're gonna tell us about you know having that foundation of an agency experience before you go client side i think this is something we kind of hear a lot like as students and like we that that importance that you've actually lived it we want to hear that experience what that's actually like and then of course, we want to hear about Royal Caribbean. Uh, you're also a Forbes 30 under 30 in advertising winner as of 2018. Congratulations. Awesome Thank stuff. Thank you. Uh, and this so, is, it's so fun with that Forbes 30 under 30 thing, too, because I'm definitely over 30 now, but I feel like I'm just still under 30 because of it. So it's Oh, great. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> use, yeah, absolutely. That's stamped forever. Yeah, you could be 95 saying that you're, yeah. you're 30 under 30, you're current 30 under 30. Nice. But yeah, this, so I'm excited for this episode because I want to know what it's like working at Royal Caribbean Group. Do you get to live on like a, a cruise like Zach and Cody, like the sweet life of Zach and Cody? Yeah, uh, it's, ex yeah. it's actually exactly like that. <laughs> um, no, so I, I have spent time on cruises, which is fun. It's a real bummer because we haven't been able to sail for the past year because of COVID um, right. out of the United States. So my cruise privileges were kind of shattered by that. Um, but I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, I have, I, before COVID, I would have days where I could, um, be on a ship and be interviewing people from, you know, Australia and the Philippines and Trinidad and be, you know, like learning about their roles, but also, I mean, you can't be unhappy when you're on a cruise ship. Like it's, it's a really, you know, fun place to be and, um, learning so much about the industry and what it's like you know, behind the scenes is really fun. Um, I think a lot of times people think of different industries and think of how the tech industry is wild and crazy and like super fast moving. And I always compare that to, well, a cruise industry, like we're literally, we have entire cities that are on ships in the water. Um, so it's right. just like very exciting and cool. And it's fun to um, figure out marketing in that point of view, instead of in my previous life when I was doing, you know, just straight consumer marketing. So before um, I worked at Hallmark at their corporate in Kansas City, and I uh, was basically finding ways to sell, you know, cards and, and Christmas ornaments and, sure. and moving to a much, I would say, like bigger mission and marketing is really fun. And I think it helps me keep my bar really high for what I think is good, you know, advertising and marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting the way you phrased it. You know, we sometimes younger, um, folk will think about tech industry is something that's super booming and it is, uh, and maybe sometimes we don't always think about the cruise industry or the travel industry, the leisure industry, obviously right now, I mean, I, you tell me, cause the past year has been devastating for, uh, cruise ships. It's one. It's like that in uh, air travel has been some of the most affected industries. How is it looking now, or is it shaping up to? You know, what are the forecasts? What are the trends looking like now in the, yeah. in the past couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think we're the cruise industry is arguably the hardest hit industry of anything during COVID. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it gives us the ability to really control our 
our our environment on ships. We are doing so much really amazing innovation on what it's going to be like when you go back to a ship. Um, and like, it's, it's just like very motivating to see how, um, I'm in an industry and I work with all these brilliant people who are constantly evolving. Um, even before COVID, there was never a time where working at Royal Caribbean group wasn't super exciting. Like, um, one of the things we did is, so we know that two years ago, our internship program was the most searched for internship on LinkedIn in the entire world. Which one was that? So Royal Caribbean to to be a Royal Caribbean intern was the oh, most. Really? Yeah. Um, but instead of just like resting on those laurels and being like, Hey, we have a lot of people who want to work for us that are, you know, students, um, we're actually redesigning and revamping and rebranding our entire internship program because we're just like Ooh. constantly, you know, raising the bar higher. And so we're seeing, um, I mean, I have a lot of respect for like internship programs that are coming out of like Nike and Google. And it's really this whole like branded experience. Like mm -hmm. you're not just interning at Google. You are like, it's a whole package of being an intern there. And so that's yeah. kind of what we're thinking about, you know, moving forward because it is an opportunity for us to, you know, grow from this pandemic and do things better and, um, you know, teach ourselves to really evolve and not, not rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that you got some time, there's some reflection time, uh, while yeah. They might not be as busy, so you probably have more time to reflect and innovate and be ready to uh, kick it when everything is starting to open back up, which is looking pretty promising. With you know, you said you have your first vaccine shot, yeah. uh, and that's that's a great sign as well. I'm not here with a crystal ball to know when you know we'll go back <laughs> to normal, but yeah. I, I I do want to. So what is I want to get into your before we go back and 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 throw it back to your college days and how you got here. Yeah. I want to have a pretty good understanding of what you're doing at Royal Caribbean Group. So you're a talent marketing manager. You you yeah. briefly went over that. So like, are you in charge of the internship program? Are you in chi charge of hiring people? Like, what is your exact role? Like, yeah. give us the fundamentals of that. So I always say if Royal Caribbean Group was a sorority, I would be like the recruitment chair. Like okay. I'm the person who's saying like, this is a fantastic place to be, which is true. I really do like my job. Um, and here's why I think everyone everywhere should join. Sure. Um, and so a lot of my job is like defying our employer brand. I work really closely with our diversity and inclusion team um, to do things like we recently held some listening sessions about um, hashtag stop Asian hate and kind of like hearing oh, from yeah. our um, employees how they feel about like everything going on in the world. Um, our public statements um, that came out around that topic, like those are things I worked on too. Um, but then I also like our employer brand. So Whereas if you're working at a consumer marketing brand um, or in, in that space, you're probably every season you have a different thing that you need to um, like brand. So for us, we still have similar types of seasons because it depends on what we're recruiting for at the time. So we have a lot of new ships that are coming out. We have... Um, different, you know, internal tech roles where we need to hire for more. We, um, today we had to take down an ad because we had too many applicants, um, for this like sous chef job. So, hmm. yeah. So it's like constantly just evolving of how we are, um, approaching that marketing in a, in a different, 
and it's it's a similar but bigger space than with consumer marketing. So I uh, oversee all of our social media pages, which were the most followed cruise brand um, for our careers pages in the world. So oh, have, nice. Yeah, we've got a million followers across all of our channels, and those are specifically people who want to get a job at Royal Caribbean Group. So not people that really? are that's a page just for getting a job. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have, it's called Royal Caribbean Group Careers on Facebook, and then the Royal Caribbean Group uh, LinkedIn. And then we also have an Instagram and a Twitter account too. How many uh, ships are there? Oh, geez. So Royal Caribbean Group owns- How does that um, work? I've never been on a cruise actually. Yeah. Um, so Royal Caribbean Group owns multiple different cruise lines. So we own Royal Caribbean International, of course, um, and then Celebrity Cruises and then Silver Sea, which is based out of Europe. And then we have um, some shares and some other cruise companies too. Hmm. Um, so we just own a percentage there. Uh, overall, I probably should know the exact number of ships we have. I want to say it's more than 30. Wow, um, 30. Yeah. How many have you been on? You've been on? Um, of our ships, I I think I've been on three. So That's a lot. That's a lot. That's three yeah. times more than me. <laughs> And then, like, you can, like, uh, skydive, bungee jump, uh, snowboard, do all these crazy activities. <laughs> like, they're, they're like a world on these. These are like a city, like you said. Like, it's like a whole yeah. different state on these cruise ships. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really fun to go on a ship and be like, oh, here's the horticulturalist. And here's, you know, the hotel director. And here's the um, aqua, like diver performer like there's and you hire all of them or are you just looking for like you're you're marketing for all these different positions on the ship yeah. or is it just their advertising's uh marketing uh we we're marketing for really everything like every role i mean i have days where we have to write content and create content around hiring doctors um oh, wow. I have days where i have to create content around hiring um housekeepers like it's really anything you can think of in a city is on a ship too what about the internship program? Uh, you said it's super sought yeah. after, and I know yeah. that people will be looking for internships. Is there going to be one this summer? Is it going to be online? Like what, what's going on with the internship program now? And like, if it wasn't COVID, I guess. Yeah. So I think it's TBD for this summer. Yeah. I think we're waiting to kind of see what happens with COVID and everything. Um, but typically I, I work really closely with the university relations group, um, yep. it's led by this really amazing woman named Tiffany Nesbitt. And I'm super excited to see kind of how it transforms in the next few years. And I always say the interns that I worked, I wish I was a Royal Caribbean group intern. Like I wish I had been one. It sure. is, I try to tag along to all the adventures they get to do because they get to tour ships. Like, um, they get to uh, have these big parties in Miami. Like they, it's just, they're fun and everyone's really close mm -hmm. and they get really cool merch too. So, so the headquarters, the headquarters is in Miami. They're there yeah. for the summer and then they go and check out different ships and all that. And yeah. Do all the, yeah. How can you not want to do that? That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think Miami is a perfect place to intern at, at some point. <laughs> sure. I mean, who, and nobody in the world will disagree with that. I mean, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So we'll have, I, let's dive back into that after we get into, you know, what got you into, cause you weren't a advertising marketing major in college. You were in yeah. journalism. Yeah. 
how did you stumble upon you know this this marketing side of the world this advertising side of the world uh tell us like you know what what drew you to it and drew you away from journalism yeah so i when i went into college i was like okay i'm definitely gonna be a um like magazine writer i'm gonna like work for rolling stone or InStyle or something and do like long you know storytelling beautiful interviews with celebrities whatever um i had a few internships that were in journalism and i kind of realized like this isn't what i want to do it was around the same time where like print magazines and print newspapers were basically like being cut down to three days a week um or you know digital only and i was also, I mean, honestly, and I'm sure a lot of people feel like this too, but I wanted to make more money. And so I had studied abroad in Ireland um, when I was an undergrad. And I told my parents, I was like, I'm not ready to go to get a job yet. I want to take a year and I'm going to go live in Ireland and like bartend or whatever. And their reply was just, no, you're not. <laughs> yep. So I, I took the GRE and ended up getting into grad school and I directly from undergrad went to grad school. I went to Duke. Um, so that moved me to North Carolina. And so I got two years to kind of get this like fluffy master's degree, which I very much recommend if anyone wants, if you're thinking about grad school, you should just do it, do it while you're young. Cause you're probably not going to do it when you're older. Um, and so then I was in North Carolina and I, um, interviewed at this really cool social media agency, Ignite Social Media, which is also the world's first social media agency. Um, and I got hired. And so it was nice because I immediately was able to like run, um, you know, Facebook pages that had 250,000 fans. Um, and it was, it was like at the peak of organic social. Like sure. I feel like I worked, I worked in social media at the time when it was the equivalent of like the dot-com boom, like, it was it was early yeah. social media when there was like when there wasn't as like influencers right or like this extreme paid content from all these different competing yeah, brands yeah. right it was like we just worked with bloggers and you could i mean the the you didn't have to worry about tiktok you didn't have to worry instagram was like just starting to be a thing um it was really just like facebook and twitter and you had organic reach that actually happened you didn't have to pay for all of your ads so yeah, so that's how I got to social and then worked at another PR agency and then got recruited by Hallmark and, you know, did that whole corporate thing. Sure, sure. But those agencies, if you don't, uh, so the, you Ignite and then the other one was Fleshman um, mm -hmm. and you did pretty well there. I mean, you you rose up to a VP, VP level. Yeah. I mean, you, you yeah. rose up pretty fast, it seems like. Yeah, I, I would say that's true. Um, I I was a VP when I was 26, um, which nice. was awesome. And it, I think the cool thing about agencies, and it's very important, I think, for everyone to work at an agency before you work corporate, because it teaches you a lot of how to be a good client for starters. But it also, it also I think it makes you pay your dues a little bit. So when you're working at an agency, I think that you're hungrier. Um, and this isn't to say that once you go corporate that you get all like bored Satisfied. and stuff. Yeah, but corporate is, there, there's a lot more politics and this is, this is for every corporate job rather than when you're an agency, I feel like everything is very straightforward. Um, my bosses at agencies never bullshit me at all. Like they were always so straightforward. I knew where mm -hmm. I stood all the time. Um, but I think learning, having that experience, you learn so much more so faster 
then you, so faster, much faster mm -hmm. than, ever, than you really will if you just go straight to corporate. So yeah. once you have those building blocks, it's really easy to go corporate because you kind of have that foundation already. Yeah. Yeah. And you, uh, you learn how to be a good client because I'm sure yeah. people in agency life will experience some not so great clients. And oh, that, yeah. that's, you know, those moments will teach you how to be a better point of contact. It's not easy being, uh, I'm sure it's not easy being on the brand side either, being client side. Yeah. I mean, the, str the struggles on the brand side are just a different type of struggle, but I feel like they're easier struggles because I worked at an agency because sure. I have already, you know, I've dealt with the drama of working, uh, of having a difficult client. And so it encourages me not to be a difficult client and encourages yep. me to have more patience. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the two are necessary. Like if you're mm -hmm. a person who's only going to work agency forever, you're going to have a luck. perspective than if you're a person that works corporate forever or whatever, or et cetera. When did you know it was time for you to go uh, to leave the agency setting and go client side? Um, so I don't think I ever really had a moment. I got recruited by Hallmark um, from That's a moment. That's a moment. <laughs> <laughs> the moment when the recruiter sent me an email. Actually, I mean, I would, this is, I would say when I saw how much more corporate companies pay, that has yeah. a big thing to do with it. That might help. Yeah. So I was willing to move from, you know, North Carolina to Kansas City, Missouri, a city that I had never been to because the pay was at that time in my life freaking beautiful so. yeah and i'm sure um living expenses probably weren't too much in kansas city oh yeah i mean i had a, a beautiful apartment in downtown kansas city like a loft it which was is supposed down. to be great there too i think I, I have friends that visit there they love it there it's like yeah kansas especially city incredible food yeah the people are the nicest ever Yep. Um, it's a very underrated mid, like Midwest state. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a hidden gem for sure. Yeah. Um, there's a VML YNR is also over there. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's some big agencies like station. I think there's Barkley yeah. is over there. Um, and they're both, and they're great agencies too. Like yeah. I, yeah, I have nothing but respect for them. It's a sneaky little advertising marketing hub that not a lot of people think about. So that might, right. that's like a little insight right there. So yeah. you, you, so you said the pay was good and were the yeah. hours a little bit better? I mean, like, was it more nine to five culture or are you still just working? Everybody just works all the time. I feel like I, I will, I will agree with you on that. I feel like when at this point, I just, my friend calls it the CEO mentality. So it's the CEO mentality of when you become a CEO, you can actually stop working at five. Um, this might be a pipe dream and something we made up, but whenever mm -hmm. we actually stop working at five, we're like, oh, it's our CEO mentality today. And so I just feel like none of us really have the CEO mentality anymore, especially with COVID. We're all just like working our asses off. It's bullshit. Um, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So can't really yeah. speak to that work-life balance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just got to figure it out on your own, you know, what works best for you. And that takes time. Um, I know yeah. I just started and it it's not easy and you just got to figure out what's right with, right for you and prioritize properly and know when to put it down, especially now in the COVID world because the computers, yeah. this is my bedroom you're looking at. Oh, <laughs> I have a background up, but you would be seeing my yeah. desk 
them. So yeah. Yeah, it's like literally like it's just where you're at. So it's nonstop. But uh yeah. if your boundaries are important and uh you'll everybody learns that. It just takes some time. Yeah. But good. So the but the hallmark and you did that's where you did your Forbes 30 under 30 work, right? Yeah. You're you're a legend there. Um, how, yeah. what, what is that? I mean, how did you get that? Did you make like a really cool card? Just <laughs> I wish that was how I got it. That'd be a much <laughs> cooler story. Um, so the Forbes thing was wild and I, I have to prerequisite with, I never was a person who was like, my goal is to be on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. Because yeah. There are many, there are many people who apply from the time they're 26 until their time they're 30. And, and they, I'm sure lots of them deserved it more than me. Um, <laughs> my story is that I had a friend of a friend who I'd never met before who reached out to me and he was like, Hey, um, I was on the Forbes 30 under 30 list the year before. And I was wondering about nominating you. I've heard you've done some cool stuff. And so I was like, I've never met this guy, whatever. Sure. And so, um, he ended up nominating me, which didn't really make a That's huge nice. difference. Yeah. Um, but then once you get through a certain round, you fill out a bunch of content, a bunch of uh, like a questionnaire. Um, so I filled out that and then had a few other recommendations of, of folks Jeez. who sent letters along. You get money or something from this? <laughs> no, no. That's a fun just... thing about Forbes is you get absolutely nothing. You get a free ticket um, when you to go to the, the summit. And that's oh, nice. Where's that at? Where was that um, at for you? First year, it was in Boston, and then this the year, the second year I went was in Detroit. You went um, twice. Yeah, so you can go for free as a list maker forever. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Um, Where was it at? Sorry, what were the cities? Uh, Boston and Detroit. Gotcha. And the Detroit one was really fun, um, and it's fun too because you get to be on the floor for the concerts. So. Um, sure. We saw like chain smokers and like Normani and they were like six feet away from us. And so that nice. was fun. Yeah. It's, kind of like a, it's like a hall of fame for partying. It honestly a hundred percent is. That's a perfect description of like the Forbes 30 under 30 summit. And if you aren't, if you didn't make the list, that's, or you didn't apply, you should still go because it is a really, it, I mean, there are talks all day long and gotcha. you meet so many really fantastic people. Like I have a lot of friends from the list that, I've made at that and that mm -hmm. I just like networked with. Um, but yeah, so ultimately the wild thing for me is they don't tell you when you're filling out this survey that the answers, if you're chosen, those are your answers that go on the website. Oh, so I was kind of, I don't want to say like half-assing it, but I was kind of like, my personality is very like joking. And so I was yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, who's your dream person to have at dinner? And I was like, Beyonce. Like, oh. like if I knew hey, that we were going to be. <laughs> yeah if I knew those answers were going to be written down forever I probably wouldn't have put them in um so yeah so you don't know that you're making the list until the until the list is live so um I had another friend that was nominated too and so we were both we both just you know refreshed the page that morning and um I was just like just very shocked that I was on it and so then I have and I think I still have but like had lots of like imposter syndrome about like oh, yeah. oh you deserve to be on this Did they pick you because you know you're Hispanic and you live in the Midwest and you feel this like fun little niche graph like you know demographic I don't know um but it was it's a great opportunity and I'm really happy that I had it uh and and I got on it because I did honestly like do some really badass work around influencers at Hallmark. And so what'd you do? 
Um, so basically I led our influencer work for our retail stores um, to get people to, you know, of course, shop at Hallmark Gold Crown for their, uh, for the holidays. Yeah. What, what influencers uh, did you yeah. work with? Oh man, lots. I mean, we had, I think at a time, I mean, we, I, I worked with probably like 40 different influencers. You met, um, did you meet any of them or you just contracted yeah. them out? Yeah, I yeah, but lots of them are you know Hallmark mom sure. influencers. So there's no yeah. one I think you'd be familiar. No with. worries. I you know I've had a lot of trouble. I was um I was researching dad influencers. Oh, there's like okay. there's like four of them. Yeah, that is, a, none that of is them. a market that there should be more of. Dad influencers. Yeah, yeah. I so should, if you're listening and you're a dad, you should make a like cute blogger there's a couple of them i just think they're really lame the, yeah like, like the content is just like it's not as uh established as the mom influencer uh cult <laughs> they do a great job and they're everybody wants them to work with them so that's, that's true another that's insight. True. so dad influencers you heard it here first we're gonna make that thing famous. yeah yeah cool You've done great work, and that brings us to where you're at today with Royal Caribbean. There might have been some stints in between, but we're running low on time. I want to get your opinion now on you. You had a great career so far, and and a great one to come. To the student that is in, you know, they're either they're, uh, you know, undergrad or recent grad. Yeah. What advice do you have for them going into the industry? We're advertising, marketing, PR. Uh, maybe even journalism. Like what advice do you have yeah. in your career that you can get to them now that you wish you would have known? Um, so I think a couple things. My first mm -hmm. piece of advice is get, even if after you graduate, you don't have a full-time job offer, but you get an internship offer, take the internship offer. Um, because I had a full-time job offer at Michigan State and I didn't really want to stay in Michigan. Like I wanted to do something else. And so I got a job, I got an internship offer with the US Department of Agriculture Forest Service in Washington, DC. And I ended up taking that. And I think that really helped me find other jobs after. Like, I don't think I would have gotten my Ignite job if I hadn't had like that internship somewhere else. So don't be afraid to take internships. Mm -hmm. um, and then my second thing is, especially with, if you're in college right now, and I've spoken to a lot of different classes from different universities over, you know, COVID. Um, sure. Even if you're, if you're like on, on your computer on Zoom at home, um, try to go to the talks that are optional. Because if there's a, I, I usually be networking with everyone. Like, and I have students that reach out to me and they are like, oh, I paid attention to your talk. Like, here, can I ask you questions for 30 minutes? I am so much happier and so much more likely to want to recommend one of them for something than I am if not, if they never reached out to me. So yeah. if you have even just like 20 minutes, um, reach out to someone that you, you know, listen to speak that you think their job sounds cool. Or even if you don't care about their job, like do it anyways, because they probably have connections to someone who does have a cool job. That's you can a good tell point. What you're looking for and then find it that way. That's so. a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. People that stick around after like presentations, I've done yeah. a couple panels too. And the students that stick back and they ask like, they're like, okay, like anybody want to stay back and ask questions 
Uh, you mm -hmm. can do that. There's like three people every time of yeah. 50 that will stay back. And then you're just more likely to get to know them, connect with them. And then you like yeah. them. You like them because they took an interest in you, whether exactly. it's true or not. Hopefully it is. You like them more. It, and also like if it shows that you're willing to do five extra minutes of work, um, which is a very employable talent. Like if yes. you're willing to just spend five minutes to do something extra, like that's, that's fantastic. That shows that you're going to be good at, you know, whatever internship or job someone's going to offer you. Absolutely. What are you, what's your next steps? Are you, so you're at Royal Caribbean. What's kind of like, do you, do you envision going back client side anytime in your life or not client side, uh, agency side at all? Um, I don't know about agency. Um, so I really love my job at Royal Caribbean and I'm staying here until, you know, they tell me I can't, but in my free time, I am launching a, a gardening startup. Um, oh yes. Forgot. Yep. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. Called Sagano, um, which is named after the most beautiful forest in the world in Japan. Um, and so we've developed a vertical gardening system, which is basically a pole with a bunch of different stacked planters on it. So you can take a 16 foot garden and put it into two feet. Um, nice. And yeah, plants are like a passion of mine. I love plants. And so it was, it's very fun to like develop a product, develop a brand, do the mm -hmm. marketing. Start from um, scratch. Yeah. And for something that like I already really love. Yes. So yeah. So, so that I might, that. that might grow in, that might blossom into yeah. a full-time, you know, opportunity. So very nice. Best of luck with that. Um, cool. Send us that information. We'll, we'll link to that. Any um, resources that you follow pretty consistently that you want to recommend? If not, you don't have it on the top of your head. We can uh, just include it into our Instagram graphics. But anything that you follow pretty consistently that you can think of? Um, so I don't like to I, mean, I shouldn't say I don't like, I'm not good about following like ad week and all of that stuff constantly. Yeah, it's boring. Exactly. Um, but there is a Twitter account that I think is hilarious and it's called female copywriter. Um, and then female is spelled without an E and they're just very, very, I don't know who runs it. It's definitely someone that works at an agency and it, all of the tweets make me laugh really hard. Um, and they're just really snarky, like sassy, you know, hot advertising takes. And so I appreciate yep. that. You should follow it. Cool. Will do. Great. Yeah. So thank you for having us on. If they, if they want to reach out to you, LinkedIn, best way to do it or email, what do you prefer? Yeah. LinkedIn's great. I check those messages all the time. Um, mm -hmm. or just, yeah, whatever works for you. I mean, I'm on all the socials, so see okay. you just find me. We'll, we'll do LinkedIn then and, uh, tell them breaking and entering sent you and yeah. uh, you'll be more likely to respond. I'm sure. But that's true. <laughs> this has been great. This has been great advice. Your yeah. story is awesome. You have some interesting experience. You've had some success. So we can all learn from that. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Thanks, Gina. Cool. Thank you all for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest. Make sure you go and connect with them on LinkedIn. Tell them that Breaking and Entering sent you. Now, thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio technician, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director, as well as the student team from the Midnight Oil Agency at the University of Illinois. Can't do it without you all. Thank you very much. We will see you all next week with another amazing guest.